I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens between them. So, you've been trying to stay healthy. We yes. are. We have. Yes, and not only that, but we have, we have been trying to stay healthy in an active way, because since we had to go get my mother and come back and everything, and our whole schedule got completely shook loose, um, there was the wishing and trying to figure out how, but there wasn't a lot of doing. Yeah. You know, um, there was a fair amount of trying not to make it worse. <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, Define it. Try not to make the he- healthiness more unhealthy. Okay. Because it was not as healthy since we could not get to the gym and, yeah, you know, basically have some time for sanity for ourselves. Yes. And it's important that we spend time taking care of ourselves or else we will end up having to have everything done for us. Yes, that would be an unfortunate outcome, (laughs) for sure. So we try and stay active, try and keep some muscle on our bodies, try and keep ourselves from... It just feels better, too, to be more active. It does. Better metabolism, better set of brain chemistries. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. It's, It's a happier time when we're getting to work out regularly and when we don't get to the gym we like to go for hikes and i think we've mentioned hikes before yeah yeah they probably wonder did we get lost again (laughs) we did not lose each other yesterday no we didn't that's because out of the experience that we had before of losing each other and the way the bugs were bugging you so you were oh my gosh up ahead of me and and uh, you like to keep a, a pace, and I'll sometimes stop and take a picture. And when you're kind of at a pace, I know that you like to keep going, so I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But you you were a little ahead of me with the bugs, and I really I needed to take a leak, but I was like, I'm not going to lose her, so I'm going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait till I could get her attention, and then tell her where what what I'm doing, because otherwise. Sure enough, I know I would go off to the side, I'd come back to the trail, and who knows where you went, and you don't know where I went, and yeah. Right. Up and down the mountain. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there was really only up yesterday. Right, but see, if you were ahead and then I didn't show up after a while, you might go back down and go past me. If I knew that you were going to pee, then... I would just keep a slower pace until I heard you coming up behind me again. That's the key factor. Yay. Telling you what I'm I'm doing. That communication thing? Yeah. We've been having a rough time with that lately. There's no time for communicating. We have added some activity back in. Something had to be subtracted. There's less communicating, apparently, that, you know, there's only so many things you can do. I don't know. <laughs> In order for me to get some activity, and I do have to get up like two hours earlier than you. You do. Right now. So. You get uh, up at five and you go take a walk through the neighborhood. Yeah, which is, you know, it's got hills. Yes. So it's a, it's a good walk. It's not a, you know, stroll. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty 
a vigorous walk. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. And then I can, you know, have enough time to come back and get ready for work or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was staying ahead of you on our hike yesterday, which was interesting because then I got all the bugs. I think that the bugs just didn't want me in. Like I wasn't sweet enough or something. I don't know. They just didn't want me. They were all bugging you. They were. They're I'm making you mad. They were. <laughs> I'm like hiking and cussing and hiking and swatting and cussing and mm -hmm. effing bugs. Mm -hmm. And then I found an app and you suggested it and I was really surprised that I hadn't thought of it because usually I'm all about the technological solution to a problem. Yes. I was like, okay, if I knew the bugs were going to get you, I would have sprayed you. But that was at our house. So I thought maybe there's an app for that. And what do you know? There's a bunch of apps. There are. Yeah. One of them even um, repels pumas and bears. It's amazing. Uh, about it. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing to me that there are sonic repellent apps. And it actually worked. Like, I downloaded two of them and tried both of them, and they both seemed to work. And then I... Could hike in quiet because it was funny. You said, oh, you're my gosh, it's so quiet up here. I love it. And I'm like, I'm glad you're enjoying some quiet. I'm not enjoying some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were much happier after that. I was. That's how I knew it was working. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so that was that. And. You know, keeping up on the activity does seem to be making you happier. Yes. Is it making your pants fit any better? Not that I can tell. Not that you can tell. Your your fat has redistributed thanks to testosterone. Yes. It's all around your waistline now. Yep. It used to be on your hips. Yep. You don't have hardly any hips anymore. Comparatively, no. No. You but even have man butt. And I have a little man belly. Yes. <laughs> Which, you know, you've mentioned you don't really expect it to go away from my walks, but my idea is that if I get moving here, it, see, the other problem with getting to the gym was I'd finally get there and then I'd get hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, something's going on with my shoulder and so I can't do like a chest workout because one shoulder is not going to bend the proper way. and Right. So I've decided to just start moving around. And if I keep moving around every day, then my body will get used to this. And then when I finally do fit into a gym schedule again, which I probably can do at those times, it won't be light out in right. the morning. Eventually it won't be light out. You used to do that, what was it, last winter or the winter before? I think yes. last winter before your mom came to live nearby. It was before surgery I used to do it too. Oh, yeah, you would get Early up at like 4.35 o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, and then come back. Right. Yeah, because you're a morning person. Mm-hmm. You are an early bird. I am happier if I get up in the morning, and I'm not really sure, but I can't, you know, because of my age, it's hard for me to say, is this an age thing, or is this a testosterone second adolescence thing? Because... You've always been a morning person, but lately it's been hard. I haven't in the last so many months wanted to get up in the morning, which is weird. I mean, I used to always just wake up and get up. Mm -hmm. And I don't 
I wake up a little and I say, no, <laughs> I go back to sleep and I regret it. And that's really common in adolescence. The teenage circadian cycle, if unadjusted, if unmanaged, tends to stretch out to about 25 to 26 hours. Wow, what do they do with that? I don't know. It was a study it's, that was only done. A 24 hour day on this planet. I know. You remember how your best friend and his wife were saying that their kids would always get upside down over the summers and they'd have to wrench it back around the first week of school? Yep. That's how it happens. Teenage sleep cycles tend to go on a well, 25 ish hour. Our teenager seems to be able to sleep 15 hours, no problem. Yeah. I think. Part of it is it's morning and he's not a morning person. And part of it is it's morning and we're up and he doesn't want to deal with us. <laughs> so <laughs> There's that. Um, you know. Yeah, so I, I would have to say probably testosterone, but how does that factor in with the over 40 type thing? Because I think that that's a big... Thing like people say, thirties around your thirties things change, but your your but metabolism starts 40, to slow over forty. Yeah, but I was still a year ago getting up in the morning pretty easily. So anyhow, what's happening now is I get up, I stumble around a little, and then I'm glad I'm up. So it's fine. And yes. I take a nice walk. Here's what I love about it: there's hardly any people up except the other ones who might say good morning or do what I do and go another route. There's a person five blocks away. I'm going to go this way instead. <laughs> All the introverts take their walks at 5 a.m. Yeah, and they might say good morning and be perfectly happy that you are not going to say anything else because they are walking the other way. That is so There's great. There's a couple of them I've seen, depending on if I go, if I manage to get out of the house by 5 or 10 after or 20 after. There's different, you know, a different one or two people I'll see. Right. And... They seem, you know, like I said, glad all you're going to say is good morning. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and and that the reason that's kind of notable here is most people here, if you're taking a hike or a walk or whatever, people are friendly. And so they will say hi to you. Yeah. If you stand still, they will talk to you. Mm -hmm. This is not one of the places that's overly crowded that people are like. Oh my gosh, stand, too many people, so I'm not going to look at anybody. Or they're used to standing there ignoring everybody because they don't know the 25 people standing in their mm -hmm. private bubble. Everybody is so spread out in the West, for the most part, that when you do see other people, it's generally considered a pleasure. Generally. Culturally. Yes. Yes. Not necessarily individually, <laughs> yeah. but as a culture. Yes. So it's nice. There's not a lot of people. There's a lot of birds. The sun is about to come up. I I get to see the sunrise nine times out of ten. So nice. I, I like all that stuff. That's some of my favorite stuff in the world. That and, you know, alpine hiking, which is what we did yesterday. Yes. I was thrilled. My favorite stuff in the world is what we didn't get to do yesterday. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we were too worn out from our hike. <laughs> well... Those are my favorite exercise type things I'm doing for health now. Yes. And we are starting today, so we'll see how it goes, a 
ab challenge, 30-day. Yes, because you, you were talking about somebody had done that, and I had seen in the FTM magazine the, the push-up challenge, and I started doing it, and then my shoulders jacked up. So, But you said somebody's doing an ab challenge, and I said, oh, we should do something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so we'll check it out, and, and we might adjust it a little to ch- make it more challenging. Yes, because it starts with, what, like a 10-second plank? Right. And... That's not a problem. That that we can do that, both of us. I have been working on my core, and you're a top. You can plank forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have any problems with planking. No. <laughs> so we're going to try that. We are, and we'll let you know how it works. The and if challenge. it does work, we'll... Not just the planking. Post a link. I hope you practice some planking later today. <laughs> There's always planking. There's... Well... Those days we're tired, but you know. <laughs> we have been too tired lately. Sometimes the day is just really long. In the summer, it's long. It is. You know? In it the is. winter, we, we use the reasoning that it gets dark so early, it makes us tired. But So there you go. There's my but seasonal explanation. <laughs> we've been going to bed often when there's still just a little bit of light in the sky. Like it's not total night, it's still twilight. Let, let's just have a little more planking time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm I'm perfectly okay with planking in the daytime. Well, opportunity. None. But we do. We have no time. And that's relaxing. Like yesterday when we went on our hike, I felt some pressure to get back by a certain time because if we added an activity, we'd get back X amount of time later. And we still had a kid to get and transition him to his next place. Yes. So there's none of that today. It's like really relaxing to not have to worry about that and um, not have to figure out what he could do because his siblings are not here and, right. and stuff like that. Although I thought you were going to kick me when I said we should go and get your mother's stuff put together so that we can get it out of our house. Well, I was confused, but then I realized I had kind of primed you because I had said, hey, I saw this moving sale. Let's see if there's any other garage sales and just go look at them. And in your mind, it was mainly about a desk for my mother. And in my mind, I was just being nosy. But you were kind of primed for like Cause you had her said desk. The day or two before, you had said we should look at moving sales for desks to see if we can find one cheaper than we can find it yeah, at the store. So we looked. And, uh, and then we had to call her about something. And she doesn't mean to be aggravating, but... I think I have to figure out how to explain it to her. When I say, hi, mom, how are you? And she says, fine. And then, have you forgot about my, or just asks for something right away mm-hmm. that instead of like caring about anything else besides whatever it is she thinks I've, you know, whatever I forgot to bring her, which a lot of the times it is something legitimate that she needs. Did you remember my sugar pills, or have you ordered my new glucose testing strips, or... Or are you ever bringing over the... It's the delivery, too. Yeah. So that's what gets aggravating. And you decided, let's get the aggravation over and just get the desk over there and get the computer over there and get the car over there, because that was my thing. We could drop off the car there today. Yes. And then she has her stuff, and, and that takes, like you know, some things off of our list that have been sitting there for a while. Yes. So we got some things off the list. Yeah. And that is a perfectly good thing to do when there's no kids. 
Yes, I, I love when the to-do list actually gets shorter by accomplishing something. So I didn't want to kick you that you wanted to get something done with my mother on her only time. Even she said when we got there, what are you guys doing here? You have no kids at your house. And uh, you said, well, we could bring them over. And she looked at you like, oh. <laughs> I guess. I'm sorry, the only choices are bring the kids with us to help you or use our alone time to help you. And I don't think she had thought about it that way. She didn't really expect us to, like, bring the sugar pills and do something. And the non-existent turmeric. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You happened to be on the phone with your mom, and I said, I'm going to Costco. Let your mom know, you know, I can pick anything up if she needs it and while I'm said, there. She said, get turmeric because they couldn't find any at the store. All she could find was this chai spice which I didn't even ask about because she can't hear everything. And that's probably why I, I think I can't talk loud enough either. And then yesterday I tested that with you in the car. And yesterday, like, I can hear you fine. And eventually it got to the point, and I admit that part of this is that I was PMSing. I was trying not to say that. <laughs> not my job to say so. Which I think has got to be the part of my cycle when I most hate being female-bodied. Once Shark Week actually arrives, I'm just like, a gross mess, but I don't hate my body quite so much, is when the hormones go all effed up, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? This needs to stop. This is wrong. Yeah, it is. Because you were shouting in the car, and I was just like, oh my god, shut up! I didn't think I was shouting. Like I said, I was really glad the bug app helped. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it did. So, so back to you know the chai spice and the. I think it, I think it was pumpkin pie spice, which was right next to the turmeric. I didn't ask. I just said okay, and thought surely there's turmeric at the store. <laughs> I will ask my wife to find it. I thought at that point, you know, because I hadn't heard the backstory. She said, "Get turmeric at." Costco, I thought she just wanted a really freaking huge thing of turmeric. She did. She did. She likes it like I do. Yes, and I know both of you would easily go through a huge thing of turmeric in a few months. Yes. But there was no huge thing of turmeric at Costco. No, and I think there is some at the co-op. But she asked to get some. She couldn't find it at the store. You went to the store that shall not be named Ugh. and brought some non-existent turmeric. There is no turmeric at that store, but I got it anyway. Thank you. You're welcome. She didn't ask. She didn't say, where did you find it? No, she didn't. And she also, I don't know, did she say thank you? I think she did. Okay. She's getting better about that. Yeah. Well, and if you tell her things, she can get better. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not sure if it sticks because... She really shouldn't say it. I thought you were going to blow a gasket. Oh my gosh, she called you it. And she has called you it numerous times over the past four or five months. Because she, she's fighting with us about the fact that she made a mistake and she's about as good at making a mistake as our teenager is. Mm -hmm. Admit I made a mistake? Hell no. It must be someone else's fault. So, or it must not have really happened. You were correcting her pronouns, and she said, 
he, she, it, and you said, oh, no. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, well. She said it. It's her bad. Mm -hmm. She can deal with it. And, you know, with my mother, my frog is boiled, you know. I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm used to her. I'm just like, no, 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 no. That's not how we do it. But it doesn't, like, get to me. Although, I guess it did kind of get to me on the phone when... Since I'm the go-getter person most of the time, when I, my wife isn't home to go get the non-existent turmeric, I'm the one who has to get the, did you forget my, when are you bringing my, are you ever going to bring my. And meanwhile, I'm going to dehumanize you by using a inanimate object pronoun. Well, <laughs> it was odd to me because she says, well, I didn't know that. It is the pronoun for an inanimate object. You are dehumanizing your son by referring to him the same way that you would refer to a chair or a table. And that's when she said, well, I didn't know that. And I said, Ma, you know English. So. (laughs) I don't know if she does. Well, she used to. When I was a kid, it was always, yuck, 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 yuck. What do you mean? Go look it up in the dictionary. See, I don't know, because she is also the one from whom you learned your communication skills, and then one of your first (laughs) English teachers asked if English was your first language. Fair. Okay. (laughs) Fair. Well, in in any case, (laughs) when she goes on with the stuff like that, I know it's not really about just the language. It's about refusing to say... Oh, you're right. Oh, I'm sorry. And not have it be about the person who's saying sorry. I don't think Which I've... happens a lot with people with pronouns. When they do apologize, it's about them and not about... Oh, I'm so sorry. I have such a hard time with it. Well, too bad for you. <laughs> I'm Whatever. sorry. I can't make that switch. I'm sorry. I... No. Well, I'm she sorry. To... I don't need friends like you. some of them are not friends yeah some of them are relations (laughs) my mother did say something what was i taking her i was stopping at the store before we came here for her birthday Mm -hmm. dinner and um so i had her in the car with me and i was priming her for the party i said okay you were doing the toddler thing it was great I said, Ma, we're going to go to my house. And so it often helps if you have a reminder. Lots of people find that a reminder can be helpful to say he and him. Otherwise, you know, she says my son and then says her. So she's got part of it right. Since, mm-hmm. since, since January, she's had part of it right. Yeah. And since January, she's had the other part wrong. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so I said to her, uh, I'm just reminding you that it's he and him. And you should think about that now before we start talking to people. And that could be helpful. And she got all into the, well, you were my daughter for this long. And I said, well, mom, that was wrong. And that's not my fault. And mm-hmm. she said, you're right. It's not your fault. And it was wrong. I said, so now you need to correct it. Yeah. So just kind of taking her off of that track and steering her back onto the track with the rails. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's... Mm. 
So, I don't know. I hope we don't sound like we're complaining too much because we're having a perfectly good weekend. We are. It's really a good weekend. Yeah, we got a couple big chunks crossed off of our list. We got some outdoorsy time. Yes. Uh, you got the car smogged. I got the car smogged. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me about it because it was kind of an interesting it was confusing. experience. It was a confusing thing. I was telling you about it because the whole realm of communication is different as a male. It's different because they can see that I'm a male. Uh-huh. And so the interactions are different and expectations are different from people. There's a different interaction. And so I'm trying to, like, figure this out. I'm doing this a lot. And I'm an introvert anyway, so I prefer to be an observer. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of how both of us learned our social skills growing up. We didn't get a lot of social interaction education from our parents or our teachers. Um, you got a fair amount of it at our, you know, when we were growing up, you and I, by being at school, mm-hmm. you learned how to human, as our number three child's kindergarten teacher said. How to human. How to human. Yes, I love that phrasing. Yes. So I go to get the car smogged. And I stop and look for the coupon. I find the coupon. I put it in my wallet. And then I go up to the, drive up to the door at this place. And they fix cars there too. So one of the bays is kind of designated more for smog than the others, although they have a few smog machines. And I'm pulling up and the guy, you know, waves me closer and tells you where to stop. And But he's doing all of this physically, body language, yes. waving you closer, hands up to stop. Yeah. No, no yeah. verbal. So I get out of the car and... I'm not terribly talkative, especially lately. No. And he doesn't say anything. And I think, well, okay, we don't need to say anything, I guess. And as an introvert for whom social interaction is generally taxing, as busy as we have been, you don't have much left to tax. Just do the smog. Cool. Don't talk to me. I'm glad. Right? No problem. Right. He did the smog. I stood around. We probably said, like, I don't know, three and a half words to each other, maybe. And then when he was done, I went to give him the coupon and the credit card, and he got all pissed at me in this, like, odd way. And I thought, okay, well, I don't know what to do with you, but you want the fucking coupon or not, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, he's well, like, you have to give the coupon before you get the smog. And... uh I thought about it for a while after because I thought it was bizarre. The whole thing was kind of bizarre. Yeah. I thought he got all pissed about that and kind of shaming or something. And I thought something was off. What was it? And I realized later, oh, well, he didn't say like two words to me. You know, it wasn't this navigating this male communication thing as much as it was that he was just being an ass. Yeah. And Having I think, a bad day, who knows? I think it's easy for people in transition, regardless of where they're transitioning to or from, it's very easy to get your head wrapped around a situation and try and overanalyze. Did I screw this up? Did they, were they being a bigot? Did I misunderstand the correct gender cues? And I see it online, you know, the blogs and, and YouTubes. A lot of trans people get their heads wrapped around it and know the situation really was just that this guy was 
not being very pleasant to you, not because of anything gender related. Yeah, but he wasn't being unpleasant until I didn't present the coupon at the right time, and then he was all bent out of shape. And I was like, oh, well, uh, no, I guess I didn't read the coupon right. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. But um, you're right. That's a good explanation because a lot of people do do that. And I know I spent a lot of my early life trying to figure all that out. Mm-hmm. How do I relate with other people? Where's my Where's my place? What's the uh, channel here? What channel are we on mm-hmm. of interacting and communicating? And and what language should I speak? And what body language should I speak to most effectively communicate? And I did that my most of my life. I finally kind of got used to what I what I had going on, and I wouldn't trade it back for anything. No, don't get me wrong there. <laughs> But but I do I do that thing that other trans people do where you're like, okay, I'm not sure what's going on, so I'm going to observe and see if I can learn from this experience of whatever. Today I'm getting my car smogged as a man. Yes. <laughs> Everything is different. We've had these podcasts about Yes, what it is. When you, it really is. Yeah. When you go to do things as a man or as a woman the other people have their cultural awareness channel. Mm-hmm. Which is why I so love it when I just see another queer person. And, and I know that if we were having a conversation, which we are not because I am an introvert and they don't know I'm a queer, <laughs> we would have a conversation that was on a channel a different wavelength than the usual binary Assumptions. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy to interact with other queers, too, even though I look like a straight lady. Which... The, mo- the mom purse doesn't help, but you've got to have everything with you, so what are you going to do? I know. I know. It's sort of like your best friend was saying that he loved his man bag, and he wanted to be a man bag kind of guy, mm-hmm. mostly because I think he kind of liked the gender bendery thing of carrying a purse. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't actually pull it off because he kept leaving the purse everywhere. Yeah, he'd lose it. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so he he likes his cargo pants now. He does. Yeah, he does. And I I'm I'm kind of there because you know my presentation is very femme, and so again I'm kind of invisible. You leave your purse places. I do leave my purse places, but. I'm really good about always getting my stuff back because I am horribly forgetful. I lose stuff everywhere all yes, the time. Yes, you lost your phone under the seat at the Harry Potter premiere. Yes. Your, your Blackberry. Yes, when I was still using a Blackberry, I left it under the seat. And uh, you got it back. You leave your wallet at like Gay Pride on the table. You get it back <laughs> from the organizer. From the yes, from the organizer. Yes, yes. Hey. I just happened to leave it on the right table. You this is when you leave stuff somewhere, you leave it in the right place. I do. Because you, you get it back. I always get it yeah. back. I I've got really good find my lost stuff karma. Yes, but go find your man purses. You know it's tedious. It is, especially if you have no idea where you left it. It is. People are not calling you and saying, "Hey, did you leave your man purse here?" Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understand the desire to be visibly gender nonconforming. And I I really felt your best friend when he said, you know, I wanted to be a man purse kind of guy. 
because that's kind of where I was when we talked before about number three's spelling bee and wanting to be that, okay, I'm going to F with you just a little bit because I am queer and you are listening to Fox News. Conservatard. <laughs> and so I just feel like upping my queer visibility here for just a minute. Let me try to help you think a little bit first. Mm -hmm. Because often that's not helping if you're doing no. that type of... Not you, her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I want them to know. I Yeah. So I do kind of sometimes miss that visibility mm -hmm. that I have chest lumps and I bleach my facial hair and paint my nails and so people assume that I must just be a girl who likes guys because I'm married to one. That's and only part of it, folks. <laughs> I still wear my rainbows a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you tolerate that. I know a lot of trans guys online are like, no. I don't care. I love that you don't care. Yeah. Could be because I'm older. It could just be my personality. Hmm? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. So I think that's it for now. Yep. Cool. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! But everybody's weird. Yeah, everybody's weird, including us. But here we are, talking <laughs> to the microphone, and people are listening. So, And there's a dog hacking in the hallway. <laughs> he does that. He does. <laughs> yeah, he's just, you know, coughing. So, like an old man. <laughs> <laughs>